Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Podcast Round 20 2019. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who has some uh, good news about the AFL Review Bunker. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, g'day, Michael. How are you today? Yes, great, great news. They finally have uh, they've landed on a uh, property that they're going to uh, put the video review hub. It's not, a, it's not a bunker, mate. It's a hub. Okay. Just want to clarify, I want to get the language correct on this. And I'm very proud to say that the AFL have gone with one of uh, my properties. Really? One of your properties? Yeah. What, a, what yes. a boon for you. Oh, mate, it's fantastic. So I uh, I have a house. Well, you could call it a house. The um, the government said that it's, uh, it's not to be uh, a house. So it's actually not a house. I didn't say that. It's a, a, a office office space. That's right. It's an office space. Okay. Yep. Handy. And um, so the twelve Indonesian students that I have in said office space, their study, they use that for study. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and and to do side projects, I suppose, outside of school. Exactly. And and as I said to those kids, and they they, they don't speak English that well, but they picked up very quickly uh, the words "no fire exit" <laughs> and. And flammable cladding. They know what those <laughs> words mean. But they're, they're good kids. They love it, right? So uh, we've got a, I've got a room that we haven't got anything in um, because um, the last uh, resident that was in there, um, as the coroner put it, uh, asphyxiated. <laughs> so I thought, the room's free. So I said to the AFL, wait, get the bunker in there. We've got, I've tapped, um, I've managed to uh, get onto Nextdoor's Wi-Fi. They didn't have security on there. That's handy. That's handy. So, so I said to the AFL, you've got the best Wi-Fi in town. You've got access to this room. Uh, there may be some people from the Banditos coming in from time to time. Uh, don't go into the shed out the back and everything will be fine. Yeah, and there may or may not have been a murder here about 10 years ago. Murder? You know, everything, everyone's got a dark past. You've got to look <laughs> forward to the future, Michael. And this is where the, the AFL, uh, the video hub, is going to be a fantastic uh, thing for the game. It's pretty funny. So they've, they're, they're going to put it at Marvel Stadium, okay, for the finals. Uh, and lo- long-term location remains unclear, okay? And they, they, yeah. they've been scouting for one for a while now. Mate, they, they've searched far and wide. And then they've looked downstairs at their own office. <laughs> <and> gone, <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll just use this room. Isn't What's that funny? in this room? Uh, I think it was a storage room. For It's uh, full of uh, silver AFLX balls. Oh, get them out of there. We'll put the hub in there. But also, what are you kind of looking for? Like, what are you really looking for? Like, you just need a room, and then you can set up all your TVs and stuff like that. Maybe oh, a, few, that, a few power mate, plugs. Mate, this is where you know nothing. <laughs> About hubs. I'm sorry, Adam. I'm, yeah, a, I'm an exactly. amateur. I'm an amateur. <laughs> you are, it is. It says, um, it he- says here in the article, they had to get the right levels of connectivity. That was a key issue for the AFL. Wait, so that means internet, Wi-Fi, being able to talk to the umpires? Is that that is that what they mean? I would say so. Hmm. So I guess they didn't want it inside a lead bunker 
in the ocean. That would be make it, you know. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, really, at least they'd be focused because they'd have nothing else to do. But you have connectivity issues when you're in a lead bunker in the ocean, as I've found. They hope to house the match review officers and it will be used for umpire coaching, medical process and game integrity purposes. How big is this fucking room? So you've got, what, Chriso there? Chriso's probably in a corner. And then you got, okay. and then you got the umpire coach. Who's the umpire coach at the minute? It's not not Wayne Campbell, is it? No, no, he's up the um, Giants, isn't he? Yeah. Umpire coach at the minute. Medical process. Okay. Wait a second. What what kind of terrifying experiments are they doing in this room? <laughs> Why do you have to have medical process people in there? What the fuck are they doing? They're building they're building a Frankenstein, and then game integrity. So they're trying to make this. This is a either this is a big fucking room. Okay, there are very important <laughs> rooms. Things going on here. This sounds like uh, like the CIA, like uh, you know those black ops kind. This is the black ops well, integrity unit, of course. Yeah, <laughs> although they haven't they haven't said that they're there. They're fucking there, mate. We know they're there. Yeah, there's a lot they're going there. on in that room. Okay, okay, which makes me think that maybe they won't be able to concentrate. So if there's a, as we say, Adam, we don't want to want don't want to happen in a grand final. If there's a score mm. review, you got a score review going on. People are trying to watch the slow motion. You got some dude coaching an umpire in the corner. You got <laughs> some guy conducting an experiment in the other corner, and yeah. then you got people making sure people aren't betting. Someone's like monitoring Jaden um, Jaden Stevenson's uh, uh, yeah, bank account. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going then- on. And then you got Chriso in the corner going, is that a $1,000 fine or a $1,500 fine? I don't know. And he's there melting down because his workload is so enormous. <laughs> he's going, I've been here for 23 minutes. I can't handle the pressure. So that'll be confusing. Like they'll expect a goal review and it'll come up $1,500 fine. And people will be like, what's going on? What's going on in the hub? The hub's fucking, it's, a, it's too much going on. It is awesome though that they've gone, yeah, we'll search far and wide. And they go, oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, that storeroom where we keep old footy records. <laughs> we just put it there, says it's so. Fa- and the way they try and uh, they try and build it up like it's oh, it's you know, it's it's really good for the game. And it's good State connectivity the there. State of the art, yeah, exactly. It's fucking in the office down from Gill. Getting the right connectivity issue or was the key issue. Yeah, so you just wanted fucking good Wi-Fi, didn't you? But also, like, what do you I reckon the AFL Wi-Fi password is? Oh, fucking, that is a really good question. <laughs> if we showed up into AFL House. Yeah, um, yeah. Unannounced. Or if we just stood out the front, okay? If we stood out the front at yeah. uh, Marvel and we tried to tap into their Wi Fi, what do you reckon it would be? Uh, I reckon, uh, reckon uh, it'd be. Uh, well, because it's got to have a capital letter and some numbers, I reckon, to confuse people. Yeah, I want to. Re- I want it to refer to Gil at some stage. I want it to say. Uh, I want nah, it to, I was, I I to be like privileged, be... but like the first I is a one or something like that. Yeah, okay. Or it's named oh, after his favourite polo horse. Or it's named after his favourite all pair. Oh, so you think it's all... It's, it, Gil set it up. <laughs> I think Gil set it up, yeah. I mean, okay. we, as we've already established, he's fascinated by connectivity. Uh, you got to get the right level for yeah. that kind of stuff. No, that's true. I was thinking like maybe Dank, AOD 3609. Or Dank, never again, maybe. Would that be it? <laughs> yeah, the weapon. The That'd weapon. be a good one. Okay, so we've got a capital T, H, and then a three. Yep. And then we got a capital W E A P yeah. uh, O oh. the number, yeah, and then and, and then a horse because he was a rodeo rider. Because you, <laughs> can you have emojis in in your passwords? A little emoji horse. Hey, uh, should we talk about our live show, Adam? I tell you where there's going to be good connectivity. 
<laughs> and there's going to be uh, a rodeo show uh, halfway through uh, our yeah. live show here at the European Beer Cafe on what day? Sunday, September one. Sunday, September the first. Yeah, yeah what a what, great day! You know what day that is? Oh, it's a day that I'm excited by, Michael. I'm yeah. excited. How old will you be turning? Uh, let's not talk about that, or I'll have to kill okay. you. Okay, Mr. Sprightly, twenty-one, Adam. Uh, you, you look at you look every day. European European Beer Cafe, September one, four o'clock, my birthday. It's one hundred and twenty Exhibition Street. I remember off the top of my head. Tickets that can be great. found at trybooking.com. dot com. Guests including comedian Andy Lee and also uh, Carlton champion Daisy Thomas. I, um, yes. Can I take you through? Uh, actually, I deleted this tweet the other day because I sent it out when we first announced the um the live show. Yeah, and uh, I, I looked at it last night. I was like, "Oh fuck, I better get rid of that." Um, because I, <laughs> and apologies to Andy Lee, because I wrote on it, um, you know, the details of the show, and then I said, um, uh, you know, featuring super special guest Daisy Thomas and Andy Lee. What I meant to write was plural, so they were both. Right. Super special guest, right. but it slapped you, sledged one of our own. But when you read it, you go, "Super special guest! Oh my god, I can't believe he's with us! It's fantastic! He's going to be hilarious! It's going to be awesome!" Yep. Dale Thomas and Andy Lee. So yeah. I do apologise for that. I, I, the tickets have been selling well though, so if you are thinking to come along, junk timers, don't drag your heels because yeah. it. it, uh, it, it I have no doubt it will sell very strongly. And we still have some guests that we're waiting to hear back from. So that's not ending with Daisy. There will be other guests uh, coming up as well. It's going to be a chock-a-block lineup. And, uh, and also, yeah, I do accept presents in cash. Thank you very much. Do you? Hey, a uh, bit of trouble at Adelaide, uh, Adam. bit of trouble oh, at Adelaide. Oh, mate. It's fucking going on over there, isn't it? So they talk about a bit of dissension between Don Pike and Josh Jenkins. Okay, so assistant coach Ben Hart had to come out say during the week that they did not have a physical confrontation. Uh, after jo- uh, Jenkins was dropped. And you know what that means? That means that Josh Jenkins and Don Pike had a physical confrontation. <laughs> <laughs> well, i tell you what. The, uh, Don Pike said, you dropped, and he goes, I'll tell you who's fucking dropped, mate. And then he went, fucking bang! Well, I mean, Josh would be a fair bit bigger than Don, wouldn't he? Like, it'd be a, I don't think it'd be an even yeah, fight. Yeah, but wasn't Don Pike like an inside kind of midfielder, or is he more your yeah, wingman? Where did he play? That's a good question. He would have he been around part the of middle, that, I reckon. I don't have. Yeah, and he's part of that, you know, pretty killer uh, West Coast Eagles unit of the '90s. So yeah. he'd, he'd he'd be a silent assassin, I reckon. I don't have a great deal of knowledge about Don Pike's career. I mean, he played in the two flags, if I remember correctly, off the top of my head. My main thing correct. about Don Pike was that he switched jumpers with Ben Allen at the '91 Grand Final because they were good mates. WA, okay. WA people. And yep. uh, and Dom Pike, if I remember correctly, was maybe born in America. Is that right? I feel like that might be right. Let me look it up. So Mason Mason Cox has been fucking sp- getting all of Dom Pike's uh, adulation for being the first American to play the game. He might have been born in America or married an American lady because I believe in 91 where they were good mates. And also I think it was like Ben Allen was going to be like his best man, you know, at, at his right. wedding kind of later okay. in you know, during the off-season. I'm going to look that up now, Don Pike. Um, I'm going to be the first person to ever Wikipedia Don Pike. <laughs> <laughs> but interestingly, so Josh Jenkins, he got dropped earlier in the season and apparently he didn't like it then. Fought his way back oh, from really? the Wow, well, what a turn of events. Yeah, and so they reckon that there's been terse words have been exchanged, mm-hmm. but, you know, the word has been out that the second time he's not liking it. He's fucking... He's must. Do you reckon it'd be a punch on? It'd just be a push and a shove, wouldn't it? I don't know. How do you escalate to a punch on? 
Like you, you kind of, you really, uh, you know, you're taking your career in your hands, aren't you? If you're going to try and fight the coach. Like, well, you've like, got to, like where, yeah. Where do you come back from that? Yeah, you, you've got to be backing yourself to, you would have, you bring your manager. First, you bring your manager go, hey, can you just suss out any other clubs interested in me? Just yep. let me know. <laughs> and he comes back and he goes, oh, yeah, there's a few nibbles. And he goes, righto, okay. we, I'll, I'll call you back in five. <laughs> I'll put my MMA gloves on. <laughs> and then you go in there and you go, Don, I'm not playing fucking, I'm not playing in the sample this week. Because Adelaide's uh, sample team also had a bye on the weekend. So he wasn't even going to be playing for them. Am I right now that Adelaide sample team is actually Adelaide? Like yes, they, it is. Yeah, yes, yeah. Correct. You have to go back to you know to Norwood or Glenelg or whatever. Glenelg. So yeah, no, uh, that that is my understanding of it. Yeah, so he would have gone in and gone, mate, put me in the team. And he goes, mate, I told you, you already dropped. And then where how's it go from there? Is you do you flip a desk? Do you swipe all the magnets off the board? Yeah. Do you grab one person's magnet off? You go this this guy. Look, Darcy Fogarty, fucking get him off. Bang, drop him in the bin. And goes, mate, don't touch the board. And then he slaps your hand away and then fucking bang, you're into it. How's it start? What weapons do you use too? Like I'm, I'm, I'm picturing going for a stapler. I'm picturing that's something sharp, you know, you can you can get staples in the head. I'm picturing that's the weapon of choice in, a, in an office situation. Oh, do you reckon Don Pike's got an um, envelope opener there? He's just giving it to him in the ribs. Bang! <laughs> fucking cop that dong. What do you reckon maybe they uh, they go from something bigger like the, the guillotine, you know, that, that thing that you use to cut the paper in half and the like. <laughs> like, that is a fair weapon. I'm actually surprised the guillotine's not used more in office-based attacks. Well, because remember, there was the two guillotines. There's the one that I reckon we grew up with, which is the fucking bring down the, the huge blade. Yeah. And now I think it's like on a, on a rail and it slides across, so it's harder to kind of do damage. I know that one. Yeah, gotcha. Wow. Modern yeah. technology, hey? They've oh, it's really nice at the guillotine. But I'm hoping that in his, in his office, because he seems like a bit of a nerd pike, yeah. and he would, he would you know, uh, write something down and then go, oh, I'm going to cut that, and he'd have the big old guillotine. So Jenkins would have been grabbing his hand, trying to force his fingers under there, and then gone fucking whooshka, chopped off like a couple of... Daniel chicked him. Or you um you do the guillotine and then you then you chuck some white out on it. <laughs> ah, it stings! It stings! That's fucking no good. Although the one thing that I think will uh, really tell us if he was in a scuffle will be the next press conference that Don Pike attends because if he was in a proper punch on with a player, he's going to be showing bruises. You'd imagine, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're looking unless, for a black eye. We're looking for unless Josh Jenkins went like rogue like a cop and then held a phone book to Don Pike's ribs and then just fucking laid into him with a baseball bat on top of that. Like, he played it smart. And, and that's no visible bruises. And that is the version that we're hoping for. Like, we are hoping yeah. that. that yeah, yeah. Did, Ro- you know. yeah. Rolls him up in a, in, a, in, a, a piece of, in a rug and beats him with a hose. Hey, I found Don Pike's uh, Wikipedia page. Oh, what have we got? So, he was born to Frank Pike and his wife, Janet, on the 5th of December, 1968, in Bloomington, Illinois. Here we go. His father he is a yank. previously played for Perth in the Waffle and was mm-hmm. teaching at Illinois State University. Now, Don Pike's dad has his own Wikipedia page, so he might be a man of some kind of profile. There you go. Australian sport. Well, clearly, mate, if he's been poached to Illinois from Perth, yeah, he's yeah. obviously got something going on. He played 130 games for Perth. He was an Australian sports scientist, educator, author, Australian rules footballer, and sports administrator. Fucking... Stay in your lane, mate. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Choose one. Uh, inaugural executive director of the Victorian Institute of Sport. Don Pike's dad has a bit going on. 
There you go. I think we should maybe get uh, Mr. Pike down to one of our live shows. I think that might be a little bit tough because Mr. Pike might have passed away <laughs> in 2011. So how about how about okay? So R.I.P. Frank Pike. <laughs> our condolences to the Pike family. But how about if we did the first ever live junk time seance and we speak to the ghost, the spirit of Frank, of Frank Pike? Pike. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a weird one. He wouldn't be expecting it. Oh, Frank Pike, he's just sitting there in fucking heaven. And he's like, what's going on here? Who's this? That's why you need to come to the live shows, folks, because you never know yeah, what exactly. you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get Andy Lee. You're going to get uh, a Daisy Thomas. Yeah. And uh, look forward to handing Daisy a, a red. And then you get, you're going to get... We're gonna, we'll Spirit. Di- we'll, we'll dim the lights. <laughs> and we'll say, hey, 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 Frank, what was it like being a physical education teacher at Belmont Senior High School? Yeah. Tell us an amusing story about Don... As a kid, firstly, how many children, I know Don, how many children have you ever met called Don? No, not a great deal. There are three children, okay. So mm-hmm. James played for Norwood and cricket yep. for South Australia. Wow, sporting family. And then Don played for Claremont and the Eagles. So I'm just looking here. So so hang on, why was one in Adelaide then? I'm why did, did, did they try and get away from Don? They were like, fuck, this guy's boring. I'm checking it out here, right? Okay, so Frank... Was a born. I think Frank might have been a WA bloke. Yeah. And then here we go. The family returned. Fucking. Okay. I am the first person ever to read Don Pike's Wikipedia page. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A- a- yep. Apart from like people who have vandalized it after a bad Adelaide loss, like the Crows fans who go fucking loser. Okay. Pike and his family returned to Western Australia in 1972. Father accepted a role at the University of Western Australia. The family moved in 1977 to Canberra. Gee, Dad, oh, come on, you're taking, around, taking yeah. people around. I'm yeah. not quite sure how the other brother became South Australian or played in South Australia. You can see why out. Don is the way he is. Like, he just didn't get to make any friends. He was ripped out. He, you know, they'd lay down the roots and then he's like, oh, I feel comfortable here. And then bang, he's gone. Yeah, so he doesn't have Don. an identity. That's no, the problem. exactly. Yeah, he floats. That's why Adelaide fans have a little bit of understanding. For this poor Don Pike. I will say, he is one of the most unrecognisable coaches, though, isn't he? Like, if he walked past you on the street, would you recognise him? Uh, I mean, probably because I'm, you know, a crazy football nut, but I'd be genuinely surprised. He'd be my one. He'd be my one on the list. If he, if he walked past me and I didn't recognise him, I'd be like, yeah, that Yeah, that makes sense. A bit like yeah. the um the Australian cricket team at the minute for me. Like, I could be in the same room as Tim Payne and I wouldn't be quite sure. What Tim Payne looked like. Yeah, okay. What about uh, Marcus, Marcus Labashani? I have never heard that name in my <laughs> life. <laughs> but speaking of another falling out, and I know this is going to shock you, Michael, so I'm, I'm glad you're seated. Ross Lyon has had a falling out with a player. Come on, mate. I know we're a comedy show, but like that's, that's unbelievable. Okay, can you Seriously? stop making things up? That's ridiculous, okay? Can we talk about the actual news of the <laughs> AFL? Not this stuff you're making up. As if Frostline would ever have a falling out with a player. So Shane Kirsten is uh, quit uh, Fremantle after a falling out with Ross Lyon. And, and apparently it was in the wake of Lockie Neal's departure from the club. So apparently, this is... I'm reading between the lines here. I think that to keep Lockie Neal... Frio, I don't think Lockie Neal and Shane Kirsten got along. And to keep Lockie Neal at the club, Frio said, mate, we'll get rid of Shane Kirsten. We don't give a fuck. 
And then he left anyway and Shane Kirsten stuck around. Really? It came down to that? Yes. So they had to pick between Lockie Neal or Shane Kirsten and they went with well, Shane? No, it wasn't really picking between it, but they said to Lockie Neal, if it helps you to stay, because he obviously didn't get along with Shane Kirsten, they said, well, get rid of him if you want. If that, if that sways you in any way, and he said, no, I'm still going to Brisbane. And they went, oh, fuck it, we'll keep him. That is fascinating. And also, why, why one player? Like, how, how, What kind of relationship do they have where one player can decide whether you leave or not? Like, I mean, fucking McLeod and fucking... Uh, uh, Tyson Edwards name. Yeah Like fucking worked for 10 years together Even though they hated each other Like, yeah, re- like refused like, to speak to each other ha, Yeah I can't I don't know how that works it, Do they talk, talk to each other on the field? It's hard man Because I actually tried recently I was like There was a dude recently And I was around him a bit And I was like I'm not going to talk to that bloke I'm not yeah. going to do it And it was you know Like a period of months And I'm like I'm going to try Not to talk to that person Not to acknowledge that person The entire time And they wouldn't have realised That I was not going to acknowledge them but they, but I, I would have known. I would have realised that. And then within about an hour, it's like, oh, hi, mate. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I was like right next to them. But I was hoping to go the whole hog. Well, it's a hard thing to do. But surely under Ross Lyon, surely there has to be more than one player that goes, I'm fucking out of here. Like, I suppose, if you, I suppose if you want to uh, make a career, you've got to put up with Ross. Because what did they say during the week that if you're in the team, you love Ross. If you're on the periphery, you don't really like him. If you're... You know, well, that was the, the Mick Malthouse thing last week with Dids. Oh, that's right. It was yeah. Mick, wasn't it? Yeah. And by the way, I'm going to the shooting range with Dids after the game, after, <laughs> after, after this pod. So, you know, I'll say nice. hi to you for him. Thank you, mate. So, yeah, we've we've lost the great Shane Kirsten from Fremantle because of his falling out with Ross Lyon. It's a shame that they didn't have, like, mediation or a bit of counselling to, you know, get through the rough waters, Michael. And where do you think around Optus Stadium, where do you think they'll put the statue for Shane Kirsten? When it's all you know, said and done. Yeah, well, I mean, he played in Ge- he played at Geelong as well. So where do you put it? Do you put it on the Nullarbor, like halfway between? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was Perth, thinking. Perth yeah. and Geelong. Yeah. yeah, I mean, can we just can we just talk about some of the highlights of Shane Kirsten's career? Can we can absolutely. we just kind of walk down memory lane? Like, you know, that time he um. Well, I don't think the podcast is long enough to really go through in detail. Can you have a look at? Can you uh, Google? And I'll Shane be the Kirsten. first fucking person to ever do this as well. <laughs> Have a look at Shane Kirsten's uh, Wikipedia page. So but Ross Lyon, uh, can you, there's a couple of quotes in there that I think you'd be nice of you to read. Okay, If cool. we could get Ross Lyon's around. Uh, I think it's never been stronger, the connection with the player group. Everett all year has been incredibly consistent, even though it's been challenging in the last six weeks with our availability. Wait a second, availability. Oh, okay, injuries, yeah. Oh right. So, but so even though they're injured, he's still getting along with the players. He doesn't bag any of them. He doesn't hate them. Ross would, Ross would love everyone equally. I feel. You know what I reckon? I reckon it's time for Ross to go. Oh, he's done the twenty thirteen grand final. Not much since then. You got to be honest. And I well, I, they did. Were they not um, minor premiers in twenty fourteen and then twenty fifteen? They were okay. So maybe okay. they did that then. But I reckon. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I reckon you. I reckon you're on. Okay, one more year, maybe. Okay. Well, but he is signed until the end of next year, and then that's it. So there is saying if he doesn't get an extension, he'll probably, you know, walk. But I think it's going to cost him too much money to get rid of him now. Yeah, it's sure. like a million bucks for Ross. Yeah, sure. He'd have to perform next year, or he will be gone. And then, and then it's Sayonara too. You've done, you've done two clubs. You're not going to get another one, are you? How, just, how many people? How many people get a third club without ever winning, without have won a flag? Yeah, that's a very good point. Mm. And also, just the style that they play, it's just so unattractive that you, if you're another club, 
unless you're a really low club that's looking to, you know, change their culture, like Paul Ruse did at Melbourne, that kind of thing, or mm. maybe like what Stewie Jew is doing up at the Gold Coast. But if you're a team that's thereabouts, you're not going to go for him, are you? But I also don't think that Ross Lyon's the kind of coach where he comes to your club and you get excited about that. I don't think he's like that kind of uniting person. Like a Paul Ruse, I think everybody loves him already. And so you go, yeah, yeah. you can come in and he kind of build it up. But I think yeah. like a Ross Lyon comes in and you go like, uh, oh, fuck. It'd be like the, you know, it'd be like the scepter coming in. You'd just be like, uh, <laughs> uh, what's he going to do now? This isn't be great. This isn't going to be great. Did you get to Shaden Kirsten's Wikipedia page? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, here we go. I'll look it up. I got it right here. Uh, Shane Kirsten, he was born in 1993. Oh, my God. Footballers are born in 1993, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Some of them born in 2001, mate. Yeah. Uh, he's played uh, played for Geelong for about five years. Yeah. He was considered to make his debut in the 2013 grand fi- uh, pr- preliminary final. Really? Yeah. But due to a knee injury, he had to wait until round 14. So he nearly played in that game against the Swans over in Perth. Yeah, right. So, so by, th- by that logic, his second ga- second game would have been a grand final. Now, hang on. That, that's with Geelong, though, isn't it? 2013 prelim. They Hawthorne played Geelong in the prelim and the Dockers played the Swans in the other prelim. Yeah, so he, so he would have been... Going to debut against Hawthorne because he was with Geelong then. Oh, yes, actually, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah. Mate, you've lost your mind. You've fucking, you've forgotten all about Shane Kirsten in his debut. Oh, fucking hell, mate. Oh, that would have been You're a great game. Oh, that's my favourite game of all time, that game. Uh, he celebrated his first win the following week. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Who gives a fuck? Actually, I, I've, it doesn't <laughs> say that, but I say that. Hey, he is a qualified painter by trade. He can come over oh, and well, paint Oh, well, there you house. go. At least he's Fuck got something on. to fall back on. Well, the, the many the many shades of Shane Kirsten. <laughs> the, the, the different types of purple he could offer you if he was oh, going to Wikipedia wants to give me a $10 voucher because I'm the first person to ever look up this page. That's not bad. Hey, speaking of um, forgotten footballers, Daniel Gorringe has had a bit of a cracker of a weekend. He uh, put out a bunch of tweets. He kind of held his silence for a fair while, didn't he? He certainly did. So Daniel Gorringe was drafted to the Gold Coast Suns at pick number 10, I believe, in their inaugural years. And then he ended up at Carlton for, I think, maybe two years and played only a handful of games at best. I vaguely remember him playing. I was going to say, you couldn't give a summation of his uh, abilities or anything like that? I certainly could. Um, not fucking good. Sure. There you go. How many Summed t- up. How many times did you yell at him? Yeah. Well, not enough. He wasn't there enough. So, But uh, he fired out with some uh, tweets on the weekend. He had four of his favourite AFL memories. Uh, he says, number one, he's being told I didn't have my kicking licence and to handball only. You could imagine how embarrassed I was running into an open goal and looking for someone to give it off to. And he says, I handballed it through and got sprayed for following instructions, which I don't believe. That is quite remarkable, yeah, that you might be you know, in the goal square and you've gone, I'll just handball it through. Yeah. Like, that's borderline. Like, we're now asking questions about your mental capacity, aren't we? Yes. But also, it's, it's quite enjoyable to try and work out which coach he's talking about because uh, I think there's only one man who would be involved <laughs> in a lot of these tweets. Uh, his next one, he says, I've got my kicking licence at halftime. I get told to just kick long. Don't hit 45, so don't go the diagonal kick. Start of the third, I try and hit a 45 from the back line. Ball goes over my head for a goal. Call from the coach's box. Hope you like wearing fluoro vests, subbing you out. You know what? I'm going to defend the coach here. He was told not to kick 45s. He kicked a 45. He turned it back over. It goes over his head. It's a goal. Fucking Daniel Gorringe, man. Get off the ground. You know what, actually? There is, there is nothing... 
nothing worse than the feeling of when you fuck up in the in the back line, yeah. and then you watch that ball go back over your head. Like you just want to yeah. dig a hole and just yeah. get in, get into it. You would be you would be quite used to that, wouldn't you have been? And I actually uh, thank you for revealing because I read this tweet and I realized I didn't I didn't know what he meant by forty five. So I was like forty five meters, but forty five. So little bit oh, little bit of the AFL lingo. You're such a novice, Michael. Yeah. Such a novice. I will teach you so much. Uh, number three, he says I've been verbally sacked from the Suns from about round five or six. I've rolled in for the rest of the year knowing it's over. Me and coach agree no exit meeting is needed. I just continue drinking beers. Mutual respect. How do you reckon that would be knowing? Like, I, I suppose players might have an understanding that yeah, they're pretty fucked, but at least, you know what? Let's let's assume it's Rodney Ede. I'm just going to put it out there. Yep. Do you think it's a good thing to know that at round five and six you go, mate, never again? You're like, yeah, no worries, champ. Then you can go eat burgers. I mean, he did get to continue drinking beers, so yeah, exactly. Got to live Life lifestyle. is good, and also if he what the average wage of the AFL is what about three hundred fifty grand or something like that. Yeah. So what are you pocketing? You're pocketing, well, you know, a bit under ten grand a week uh, for playing in the Neefle. That's not for, bad for mucking around for playing in the Neefle and continuing to drink beers. <laughs> so I reckon life's not too bad. I think at least you don't uh, a training you don't have to put in as hard because you go. It's not going to make a difference. I mean you that. Play- that memory's kind of written as almost as a complaint. It's like, Daniel, you should be celebrating that. Yeah, exactly. He has done you a genuine favour. Uh, and he says, memory number four, on the rare occasion I was in the team, finding out I was dropped numerous times through the AFL app instead of being told by the coaches. That is bullshit, actually. If that actually happened, like, that is actually bullshit. To not, not tell people. This is the thing, man. People in power, they get the money, they get the, you know, success, the fortune, whatever. But We do. They don't want to do the shit stuff. So for all the good stuff that comes along, you've got to do the bad yeah. stuff. So if you're a coach and people yeah. are finding out through the paper, through the media, even the even the clubs themselves, like people are finding out through the media that the coach has been sacked. Mm. If you're going to do the good stuff, you've got to do the bad stuff. And so that you've got to confront these players and say, you know, you got you, you've got to fight Josh Jenkins, okay? You've got to do it. <laughs> if you're getting paid that fact check, when he yeah, throws that punch, enough. when he comes at you with the guillotine, you've got to take yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's all part of the role. I'll tell you what, though, uh, so that was all from that article of Daniel Gorringe, but if you want to go uh, junk times and check out his um, Instagram from the weekend, he posted some really interesting stuff. There was one where he was rapping, and then he smoked from a jewel, and then he walked out a shot, and he didn't have any pants on. Oh, really? So he's had a, uh, he's had a really big week, Daniel Gorringe. Should we be checking on Daniel Gorringe? <laughs> like, is he okay? Look, having said that out loud now, yes, yes, we should be. Uh, so if, if you know Daniel Gorringe, just get get around him. Just check that everything's okay. Let's find out if he's okay. Yeah, I'll tell you who's not okay. Mason Cox. Dude, torn retina. Torn retina. So he's going to have surgery. He's going to miss the rest of the season, which Collingwood just cannot take a trick this year. They cannot. They no. are having fucking a lot of bad luck. But, uh, yeah, torn retina. Would you go? Would you go with the Lars retina? Try and come back in a week? Uh, yeah, I think I would actually, because let's, let's face it, eyes aren't very important. Uh, He's got another got one. two of them. He's got two. <laughs> <laughs> who needs, who needs depth perception? Yeah, but you know, it's yeah. overrated. So, yeah, I reckon I would, and, and particularly trying to get back to the finals, yeah. But man, I mean, that's a, that's a massive out, because we know, um, Mason loves to play like, you know, one good game every three years. Yeah, and, and, and he hasn't done it this year yet. And this year it could be, you know, it could be in the prelim again. It could be in the grand final for all we know. Yeah. But that is a uh, absolute nightmare, yeah. 
How hard do you have to get poked in an eye for it to detach your your fucking retina? Tear it in half, yeah. But then also that operation. Like, you've got to be very trustworthy of the doctor, don't you? Like, I mean, I'm fine with kind of, you know, most operations, but, like, when it comes to the eye and how delicate it has to be. Like, like I, I prefer them to have small hands for some reason. Oh, yeah? You uh, don't want a big-handed person yeah. handling your eyeball? Yeah, I'm just kind of thinking, like, I want tiny hands and I just want to yep. do, it, do, it, do it right, do it professionally. But, man, that, when you wake up from that operation, mm. you go to open your eyes for the first time and you go... Am I gonna be able to see out of that <laughs> eye? Like, oh, it'd be terrifying. Do they, if they, because the retina is out at the back, or is it in the eyeball? Like, do they, do they have to take your eye out of the socket? I mean, I know. I reckon I know they y- probably would have to. Yeah, I reckon they probably would have to. I'm not, I'm no, no expert, but I reckon they uh, would pop it out. Yeah, okay, okay. You say pop it out. How does one? Pop an eyeball out. out. Yeah, well, I've seen I've seen the movie Casino with Joe Pesci, <laughs> and he yep. puts the guy's head in a vice, <laughs> <laughs> and so and then he goes, "Hey, you fucking mutt! You fucking mutt! You protected that motherfucker!" <laughs> so yeah, so I think what they do is they get you into the they, well. I mean, also on top of that, I mean, they need a big fucking operating table for Mason Cox. <laughs> but they, yeah, true. they put you on the table, extended table. They put yep, your head get head in a vice. A stainless steel, you know, the vice is clean. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's medically certified. Yeah, yeah. they pop your eye out, and then they yeah. do, and then, and then, and then uh, a little person with tiny hands comes in, yeah, and does the operation, and then, yep, yep. bingo, bango, you're good, as, good as new. You're playing round yep. one next year. Oh, that's not bad. Um, but that is a massive outlay for them, actually. I yeah, I, I was, I didn't think they could win it, but without without him as a uh, as a as a focal point, because at least if he doesn't take the mark, he can bring the ball to ground. Yeah, but for if sure. If they don't have that, they're, they're in massive trouble now. Yeah, like he hasn't been a superstar, but like also when you have a player on your team who uh, is seven foot tall, like you have to, yeah, you have to man that person up, you know? You can't, yes. You can't just take that lightly. No, no, you never let him. I, what, you know what? I reckon he can get out there. If he's got a patch on, you still kick the ball. He, he won't have great depth perception, but that hasn't hurt him so far this year. Hasn't been able to take a mark anyway. And so as long as he's bringing the ball to ground and, you know, he can still sort of kick goals, I, I just reckon, you know, let's see how the eye is in a week or two and let's not – why have they written him off already? There's still like five weeks to go of the year for the for Collingwood at least. You know what would be cool? Uh, goggles, like in the basketball. Love it. Get most of that. And also, former basketballer, probably has a pair. Of course he does. Pop them on. Yep. He'd look a treat. He'd be eye-catching. It give people something to talk about. Merch. I, I just, well. I, I just think about the merch opportunities. Oh, imagine the kids getting around wearing goggles. Okay, junk time idea. We create yep. Mason Cox glasses, goggles yeah. for our merch to be sold at the. You can buy them at the live show. I mean, you can sell them at the uh, at Light Tower too, and the uh, MCG as well. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Hey, um, a little bit concerning, Adam. What do you got? Bruce McAvaney won't be hosting the Brownlow Medal this year. Uh, I'm not going to watch them because he knew how to make that four hours just fucking fly by. It felt like felt like three hours forty five, and I was watching it with Bruce. But fuck, not now. It's the AFL's tribute to counting the Brownlow Medal. So they got Hamish McLaughlin doing it this year. Oh, perfect replacement. People love Hamish. People can't get enough. Of Hamish, I hope as well. While he's up there, he interviews a little kid. 
Fucking very funny. <laughs> oh, People fuck. love that shit. Dude, he will, actually. Because by then, they probably will have the Aussie kicker of the year. So he, we totally will do that. He'll get in a little chair and do it on stage. Is there an Oz kicker of the year? Yeah, 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 yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. No, how do they get? How do you get that? You fucking. What do you do? Uh, are you really good? What are you fucking? You kick the most goals. Oh, fucking good on you. They let everyone kick goals. Nah, it's like the voice. It's like you know who has the best kind of backstory. So it's like, oh, mummy and daddy don't like each other anymore. Oh, here's a trophy. Gotcha. My dad's Shane Kirsten. Oh, here you go. <laughs> Give yourself. But he's going to be the host of the Brownlow this year. So, what's the go with this uh, getting rid of Bruce thing? Like people are talking about like numerous articles about the um who will replace Bruce. And it's like, well, has anyone told to talk to Bruce about, you know, where he's going? Is he going anywhere? Uh, I I actually think it might be Bruce actioning this. He can see he can see the end is nigh and he's just going, you know what? I'm going to go out on a high. He'll probably finish with this year's grand final. Maybe go down, get chaired off by uh, you know, Richo and Lingy. Wave to the crowd, and then fucking, you know, he he's calling. He wants to call us one song. He doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want the tap on the shoulder. He's going, I'm going out in style. Well, one, one thing I found interesting in the article here was that he talked about how he had other projects as such. Um, oh. Well, not, not, not projects like shows and whatever, like, you know, things he's hosting. But he talked about, you know, oh, you know he has to um, focus on the Tokyo Olympics of 2020. It's, oh. like, it's like, wait a second. Aren't they a fucking year away? Like, surely you can show up to the Brownlow and do a bit of, hello and welcome to the Brownlow. I'm Bruce <laughs> yeah, yeah, What yeah. a night of nights. Tonight, you know, founded after the, named after the Geelong administrator, Charles Brownlow. Who will yeah. take it away? Will it be... <laughs> like, Patrick Cripps. Yeah, like, you know, it's four hours of your life. But, like, I don't really think, like, surely you can squeeze that in while you're trying to learn the name of, the, you know, the Jamaican sprinter who's run <laughs> 9.87 in the last year. But what if he fucks up? What if it's all too much and he goes, oh, you know, great to be here at the Brownlow Medal here at uh, the Osaka Palladium. And people are like, did he just say Osaka? No, and Bruce, it's like, Bruce has lost it. He can't fucking, he can't focus on two things at once. It's all gone. It's you know what I'd love? You know what I'd love, though, as he's ending his career, is to just, in each game, just drop... A little tidbit about someone he doesn't like or shit that he's hurt. Oh yeah, okay. What you mean, people on the field or people in the in the commentary whatever, box? Whatever he likes, just you know, he goes, oh, so we're here at Geelong, and uh, I tell you a little story about Gary Ablett Senior, yeah. and then he just drops on, and everyone's like, oh, jeez, wasn't expecting that. Yeah, sure. I reckon because Bruce would know where the bodies are buried. He'd know every, you know, oh, he's been around a long time. Absolutely, he's been around for thirty, forty years. Yeah. Yeah. I do wonder every now and then, like when they come, they bring the new boy into the the commentary box or something like that, and you go, "What does Bruce think?" Because I mean, yeah, Dark is uh, Dark is lucky to have a gig. Yeah, lucky to have a gig. I mean, I know he's the greatest, you know, North Melbourne player of all time. Yeah, but to kind of some of the moments where you go, "Ah, you got fucking Dark sitting there, mate." Bit rich, <laughs> bit fucking rich. Do you reckon Baz, uh, he, uh, Bruce looks at Basil and just goes, oh, mate, just stop laying it on so fucking thick. Well, I mean, they talk pull, about... Pull your head in, mate. Pull well, your they, head in. Well, they talk about the, the four kind of the four kind of looking for Bruce's job. There's Basil, there's Brayshaw, there's BT, and then Hamish. Hamish, yes. So probably a pat on the back for Hamish for getting this actual Brownlow gig. But again, like... but. I think people genuinely have an affection for Bruce, like who and 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 early. Oh, absolutely, they do. And had an early affection for Bruce. I don't think anybody out yeah. there is really going fuck. 
what's Hamish got to say? Also, too, does it look a bit weird that, you know, the fucking the head of the AFL's brother's fucking hosting it? Well, that's what oh, I was going to say as well, yeah. What's his fucking sister going to be handing out the medals? Well, like, that's just fuck off. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, I mean, I, I mean, the, the, at the very least, Hamish could probably tell us the AFL Wi-Fi password. <laughs> so if they've ever trouble in the, uh, in the bunker. Hey, uh, I had one as well. Uh, more of a, uh, I think, chairman in real life, Koshi. Oh really? Yeah. So I went down to. Of the course, you're you're up at uh, Rod Carter Studios. Were you were you down near Brecky Central? I was down near the Entertainment Quarter. Uh, uh-huh. I went to to the uh, you call it Premiere, but like Premiere is not the word for it. Like it's like uh, Hobbs and Shaw, like the Fast and Furious Ten or whatever it is. Okay. Um, and so they. That's kind still of, going, is it? Yeah, yeah. They had kind of flashy cars out the front, and you know. Haven't they run out of? Uh, haven't they run out of demerit points on that fucking movie franchise? I'd, I'd love to see what happened. I actually fell asleep about forty-five minutes into it. <laughs> I think it's really? hard. It's actually probably hard work to do to fall asleep um, yeah. during a film like that. Uh, anyway, I spotted Koshi. He was there, and he's quite tall. Quite tall, Adam. Like, as in ha- taller than you, you would say? Yeah, yeah, taller than me. I reckon he'd be about six three. I reckon. Yeah, way what? way taller than I thought. Yeah, big unit. Shit, I had no idea. Hmm. Uh, here we go from Adrian Dyson Heppel, crossing Bridport Street in Albert Park. I almost didn't notice him, but he was wearing a black moon boot on one foot and a white sneaker mm. on the other. Oh, there you go. I would like to point out there was a perfectly serviceable pedestrian crossing twenty meters down the street, but he chose to jaywalk. Oh, what a low no. dog! No, but that's kind of that's essence. Fits in with you, mate. Last mate? year, you you low dog, you jaywalked. Yeah, still haven't got a fine, mate. I'm above the law. Clean skin. Uh, here we go. Also from Adrian, Scott Pendlebury sitting down at the Dundas and Fawcett Cafe in Albert Park. He was with Nick Spartles, the builder who built Pendle's house. It was lunch. Oh, wow. It was lunch time, but Pendle's just had a coffee. Oh, maybe just an old catch up. Talk about how's the house going? Yeah, it's going pretty well. Yeah. Uh, you've done a good job. And I'm sure. Hey, I just did a. I just did a quick search. Uh, Koshi, one point nine meters tall. Okay, so one point nine. That's about well, uh, yeah, six, six three, four, three four. Yeah, I am genuinely stunned by that. I no, I didn't. Was, I didn't think yeah, that either. Foot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually saw Richard Wilkins there too. That was fun. He's quite tall, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's a big unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he could. His been. head's quite massive, isn't it? He could have been a centre half forward. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, he was working the phone. I think he was looking at the phone, up and he did the whole time. I think purely by the fact he was like, I don't want to talk to anyone at all. Yeah. Um, look at you, mate. You look at you hobnobbing with the A-listers if you don't mind. Well, yeah. with the, you know, yeah. C, C, B to C, B minus C plus ish yeah, listers. Yeah, you can go lower. You can go lower. <laughs> uh, from Steve, this one isn't so much a player, but a very prominent media member of the AFL media and a bloke I assume you two are very interested in. A couple of weeks ago, I was walking with my girlfriend along the banks of the Yarra in Warrandyte when I heard oh, an ever familiar voice. Uh, it was none other than Mark Robbo Robinson who was standing on a riverbank with a tennis racket hitting tennis balls to his dogs. Uh, one of them was named Elvis. Oh, it, there you go. It was about midday on a Tuesday, so I can only assume this was the recovery for the famous interview he'd done with John Longmire the night before. No, he's just, he's out there with the dogs. He's just a man of the people, isn't he? You could just see him like skipping stones on the Yarra. You yeah. Know, hitting tennis balls in there, throwing a bottle of fucking whiskey in there. Good on you, Robbo. I'm glad you got dogs because uh, no one else is going to love you. (laughs) (laughs) Just literally ran into, from Dan, literally just ran into Blues legend, your hero, Mick Mulhouse, walking Uh, along Flinders Lane towards Spring Street. Mr. Rat Cunning himself. He was terribly unimpressed 
uh, with having to wait behind two older ladies as I walked mm. past in the opposite direction to a point where he entered the fat side of the footpath <laughs> to try like and get it. the extra 1% of time off his walking journey. Didn't pan out well for him, given our shoulders met. Not hard enough to be a hardball get, but definitely hard enough to be thrown off his line enough to shake his head in disgust. Oh, fucking, it's hard to get Mick Malthouse to uh, be Being disgusted or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, dressed in some faded uh, black jeans and carrying an old leather-looking satchel like some hipster fucking uni student. <laughs> it took me a second to realize who it was. I said, sorry, mate, instinctively, before I realized who it was. But in uh, response to his glare and small shake of the head, I really should have said something along the lines of, thanks for 2011. Magic. Yeah. That's awesome. Nice stuff, Dan. But I think, yeah, next time you'd go harder with the shoulder, wouldn't you? Yeah, for sure, man. And also, a bit rich shaking the head, you know, when you're, when you're in tight, like, when, you, when you're in the shoebox like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you gotta you got to like it in tight there, Mick. That's why he was not, not a good player. Hey, uh, uh, don't forget our live show. Tickets can be found at trybooking.com. Annie Lee and Daisy Thomas will be joining us. We are Pod at Gmail. Pod on Twitter and Facebook. And the ground. Going to hit the road. Go Hawks. Go Blues. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.